Welcome, 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 friend. I am so glad you're listening today. My name is Cassandra. I'm your host, and you're listening to Following Jesus in Real Life podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're talking about why the conversation on identity matters. I think a good place to start is to just define what the concept of identity means. One of the ways we could say and define identity, it's that it's the essence of who we are at all times. Identity is the nature of oneself. It's characteristics that define us. Identity is where we find our core beliefs of who we are. And I know that in psychology, we also talk about self-image and the individuality of self. Why I think identity is so crucial to, to have a conversation on, it's because who we think we are dictates how we show up to ourselves and others. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that identity motivates our actions. I will do this thing because I am this. Or to the opposite, I won't do this thing because I am not this. But it goes further than just our actions. I will say this, or I will wear this, I will think this, I will believe this, because this is my identity. Maybe some of you guys know, but I've dealt with anxiety, depression, and a few other mental health conditions over the past 10 years. And it's been quite complicated. And today we're going to just talk a little bit about my depression. So I started um, my first epi- dep- depressive episode, sorry, when I was about 10 years old. So that would be 11 years ago. And I stayed in a really deep depressive episode for a few years from then. So much that the depression, the symptoms of depression started to dictate my sense of who I was. So I said mean things to people because I believed that I was full of hate. And I would stay in bed all day because I would believe that I, as a whole, was an unmotivated person and tired. I would wear black always not only because it's my favorite color because i felt like my life was a funeral and i wanted nothing to do with anything that could bring joy and even deeper and here i'm gonna say there's a little trigger warning on on suicidal thoughts but uh, i would believe that i was worthless and that my life had no meaning So when suicidal thoughts would come in my head, it would be really, really hard to battle them with any other thought. Because at the core of my understanding, I believed that one of the characteristics that defined me was that I was worthless. So when the suicidal thoughts would come that maybe the earth would be better without me and maybe I would be better not living, I had nothing to, to say back 
because I believed that it was true. So this depression started to really dictate who I was, what I was saying, where I, where, where I was in my mind. And the past four years were my healing journey really started. And even more in the past two years where God is really taking me to a place of renewing. It has been really hard to dissociate myself with the symptoms of depression. Because I've been so used of letting my circumstances define who I was. And now God is presenting me this new identity and it feels so unfamiliar that I just, I just don't want it. I just don't believe it. But you see, I don't have the choice anymore. To see myself as God sees me. Because I'm being renewed in my thoughts. And it's a process that is uncomfortable. And it's a process that costs you something. Because it feels like you're losing your sense of yourself. And so I, I think for other people, it might also be easy to let situations define our sense of identity. I know that for a long time, I believe that somewhere in who I was, it was defined by the degree I would get in school, or it would be defined by the work I was doing. You know, um, or even the position I had in a specific workplace, it would automatically have an effect on who I am. I think that we can let relationships, whether they're romantic, with family, or just friendships, affect who we think we are, how we view ourselves. We can even let sexual attractions dictate who we are and how we react. We can let personal interests become so important that it's an attribute to ourselves. And so, like I said, when I started healing and when I, my life took a redirection, I started to feel like all my circumstances could not define me anymore. And God brought me to a place where I had to take a moment of slowing down and reflect. And the question that continuously would be in my soul was, who are you? And so it's a question that I want to ask you today. Who are you? Outside of work, outside of school, outside of your relationships, outside of your obligations to others, who are you? Do you know? Do you have that awareness of your sense of identity? As Christians, I think that we must believe that we are given identity by God. And some people don't don't agree with that. They ask themselves, well is the identity of God is the identity that we have given by God or we choose? But you know, in Genesis 1 from the beginning of the Bible, we see that God is creator of humanity. And we see that he creates man- mankind 
And he knows the intention and purpose in which they were created, in which you were created. So who is best to tell you who you are than your creator? As Christians, it is crucial that our sense of identity is aligned with what God says of us. And then culture or society, I don't know which one you prefer, how you prefer to call it, but culture will make you believe that you get to choose. And oftentimes you get to choose out of what? Out of your feelings. You know, recently on social media, there's a lot of the trend that you're the main character. Or maybe it's not a trend anymore, but it was (laughs) around the past three months. It was saying, you're the main character. You can write your story. And we've all heard, live your best life. Or it's your body. It's your life. It's your sexuality. It's your truth. You do you, boo. (laughs) You know that? We've heard it so many times. And it's based on this humanism that we as humans are enough and we get to create whatever we want to create and we get to be whoever we want to be. But then I came to this verse in Romans 14, 7 to 8. And it says, For none of us live for ourselves alone and none of us die for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. And this was Romans 14, 7 to 8. So to believe that we create our own life and we are whoever we want to be based on whatever we want to think, I'm afraid that it might be a godless mindset. So who are you? I want to tell you some things that God says you are. He says that you are loved, that you are chosen, that you are wanted, that you are beautifully made, that you are called, that you are needed in this world, and that most importantly, you were purposely made. Not a mistake. And if we go deeper in Jesus Christ, God says that you are holy, you are set apart, you are given grace, you are given peace, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing, you are enough through him, you are redeemed, you are given mercy, you're a member of Christ's body, you're saved, you're made new, (laughs) renewed, you are reconciled to God And you're, even he goes to say that you're a saint. All of the things that I said, that God says that you are, do you believe them? Is that how you see yourself? Because I know that I have a lot of doubts on some things. Certain things I read and I tell myself, man, (laughs) no, I'm not. But you're a creator. Him who knows you, him who wanted you before you could ever think of existing, made you with these characteristics. 
So I think the conversation on identity matters because we must be aware of our identity to not be confused by the enemy. Because the enemy will try to confuse every <laughs> living cell part of your body. So yeah, you don't realize how true everything that God is about you. But as Christians, when we know our identity in Christ, it's a game changer. It's a game changer, I am telling you. Like I said, I used to battle, and I still battle a lot with depression and anxiety. And now when anxiety knocks on the door, I remember that I was not made to have an anxious mindset. I remember that I have a God who cares for me, who provides for me, who is faithful, and who I can trust and believe. So when the anxious thoughts come, I have something to battle them with, and that is the truth. Who God says I am, and so I don't see myself anymore and say, oh my God, I am so anxious and so overwhelmed by this anxiety and Cassandra you are just an anxious person no I tell myself Cassandra you were not made to have a spirit of fear you know who God is and he made you strong and he made you able to trust in him and you know that God will provide and you know that God cares about you and that everything will work for the good of God. And if in my best interest it's to work for God, it's to work for the good of God to bring heaven on earth, then I don't have to worry because I know that everything is going to be okay. Because God called me to set my eyes on him. And God called me to be enough through him. We must be aware of our identity. And we must be aware of who we think we are. Because who we think we are dictates who we become. I'm going to say this again. We must be aware of who we think we are. Because who we think we are becomes who we are truly will be. Our thoughts become reality. And if we want to live the life that God intended for us, then we must start believing who he says we are. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this reached someone's heart. If you want to see more content from me, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cassandra.Munoz. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next Wednesday. Take care.